So did you have a nice holiday? I did. It was a great Thursday. Really yeah. enjoyed the Thursday and the Friday <laughs> off. It was fantastic. Yes. Not really a traditional English holiday, is it? No, but, you know, as Americanized as I am, I enjoy having some turkey, even though my two boys do not eat turkey. They which don't? Is a bum. No. <laughs> Doesn't everyone eat turkey? It's just well, plain white meat. <laughs> they, they're pretty good eaters, but for whatever reason, they don't eat turkey. So, okay. um, so yeah. So my wife had to make a, a ham. So we had ham and turkey plus all the fixings. But uh, nice. it was good. Nice. Just a, How just, was yours? Just the uh, five of you? Just uh, And my in-laws. Yeah. My oh, okay. mother-in-law and father-in-law came up. We had just the five of us for the first time because, you know, old uh, old broken wing here couldn't travel. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. But uh, but it was nice. It was nice having everybody mm-hmm. here. And, yeah, you know, it's nice no. getting back in the saddle here uh, on the podcast front because I haven't seen you since. Episode 200. There you go. It's been a long time. <laughs> Otherwise... We you know had all these things made. You just play them yeah, once. Exactly. It's it's a complete did, waste. <laughs> and did you see on our Twitter account, Jurgen Klopp said congratulations? I that did see that. <laughs> I did see that. And by the way, there is more exciting coaching news coming up uh, later on in the show. So let's get yes. to it. And now, free kicks, free kicks with Illinois Youth Soccer Association's director of coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Episode 201 of yes. the uh, show. And actually, uh, I joke about the fact that it's not really a, a holiday in England, uh, Thanksgiving. Obviously, it's not. But, uh, boy, there were some there was some big news um, over the weekend uh, yeah. in the Premier League. And I got to admit, I'm not quite sure I understand this whole story <laughs> that well. Um, if you missed it, Everton... Which was had you know been on a pretty good run and gotten out of the uh, bottom of the Premier League table and had gotten more mid table. All of a sudden, was hit with a a reduction in points. It's called yeah, ten points just taken away from them. Please explain to our, uh, <laughs> our young uh, American listeners out there. Yeah. Um... It, it's yeah, crazy situation. This happened on Friday. It truly was a Black Friday for Everton. Yeah. It was, my goodness, this was crazy. But the kind of the main gist of it is, basically, Everton had combined losses of over three hundred seventy million over the past three years. And the Premier League allows only a hundred five million. So because of that, and this was the only sanction against them. And part of this is also they don't necessarily have all the lawyers to stop all of this, to kind of delay it right. like some of the other clubs do I who have a little ask. bit more money. Yeah. Um, that led to the deduction going down very quickly. So, yeah, 10 points. So it, was, it, it doesn't seem fair, and, it doesn't, and that's why everybody's up in arms because it's very controversial because other clubs, to name a couple, Manchester yeah. City and – and maybe I would even you could throw Chelsea into uh, that yeah, mix as well. Certainly could a billion dollars, <laughs> um, you know. But they've been able to kind of delay things um, and been able to kind of hold things up. Whereas with Everton, 
it was just kind of cut and dry and so that made it a little bit more difficult for them to uh, deal with that situation so yeah um, tough because I think the main two areas that Everton struggle with is they if and actually it was interesting because I think I was there when this took place they lost um, some sponsorship from a company out of the Ukraine um, so actually from I'm sorry I'm sorry the war in Ukraine affected their um, account with a Russian company. So it was like 200 million pounds or something. So that was a massive potential loss, which kind of leaked into their losses. And then if you haven't seen already, they're building a new stadium too. Yeah, so all of those things, plus they bought some players that weren't very good and they couldn't sell them. Basically, the trifecta took place and they ended up, uh, you know, in a in a really really tough situation well it sounds to me like if you have a rule about a, a a club losing too much money and they happen to be in the middle of building a giant stadium and uh you want them to be punished for losing that money sending them down to the championship doesn't seem like the best way for them to make money to recover you know what i mean it just seems like a weird it seems like a weird way to punish them yeah yeah it's a tough one though i i agree because they can't get back right and so yeah yeah and it's 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 almost like uh it's like a a penalty kick on a red card at the same time (laughs) so it's like one of those things where they're just it's a it's a what do they call it double jeopardy type situation where they're kind of in a situation where they are yeah really being punished twice you know to because of it and the worst thing is it's the players and the fans that feel it the most i mean you could see the emotions that were extremely high in the game on saturday yeah and uh unfortunately yeah. <laughs> it only lasted a few minutes because right. we know what happened yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But I, yeah. I just wanted to understand the difference between this situation and, say, uh, Chelsea's a few years ago when Frank Lampard was a coach, where they just uh, limited the number of moves they could make in the uh, in the window. You know what I mean? In the yeah transfer window, and and they said, you know, listen, you can't. Uh, you can't spend any money in the next like three transfer windows or something. Why yeah, that's why right. couldn't they have done something like that instead of I mean this is so drastic on a team that is sure. I mean in danger of going down already. Yeah. In fact, I picked them yeah. to go down this year. Yeah, nice job. Well yeah, done. thank you. <laughs> don't, don't you feel don't you feel kind of bad about that? I do actually. <laughs> yes. I do feel bad. Um do you do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing is the others have been accused. It's it's a bit like the whole court system, right? right. So there's an accusation. We're able to delay and delay. Poor Everton didn't have that opportunity. It was black or white situation, and this was the penalty. And, and I think that's what makes it so difficult. I totally agree with you. Could they have done something different in terms of yeah, they can't use yeah, it. They can't buy any new players. Right. You know, the idea whatever is, it is. Uh, yeah. look, obviously, they haven't benefited from these moves. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, you know, that that's that would be the argument to me to take away, say, Manchester City points because yeah. they 
cheated to get better players, allegedly. Right? Allegedly. Only allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so uh, taking away their points, that would make sense. But taking away the points of the team that just blundered their way into huge debt, that makes no sense to me. Now, right. on the other side, maybe this might help the Everton cause. They can appeal. And if you, I think this happened in the Italian league with Juventus a few years ago when they got points deducted because of some financial irregularities, there's a good chance that 10 points might be changed potentially to maybe half of that. Okay. So depending on the appeal. So that would be obviously a huge, huge benefit to Everton. So, but that could take a little while. But all right, yeah, they've gone from fourteen points to four points, which yeah. makes it difficult. Yeah, yeah. Sure does. Um, so let's talk about the game because they were uh, they were playing against Manchester United, uh, who hasn't been great lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, boy, oh boy! I mean, the crowd. <laughs> you you mentioned the crowd was fired up. They're ready to yeah. you know get behind them. Their boys in blue, and yeah. then uh, the opening. Well, I guess it was like 20 minutes into the game, but it, it was an unbelievable goal. A uh, old-fashioned bicycle kick mm-hmm. uh, from the top of the box into the corner of the net. And I think people are going to be replaying that goal over yeah. and over and over again. Special, special goal. In fact, it was three minutes in. I mean, it was Oh, it was that early, in. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Garnacho's goal, yeah. it was three minutes in, yeah. Uh you know, arguably people are saying this is the goal, best goal ever in the Premier League. You know, they're comparing it to Rooney's goal against Manchester City, his overhead kick. Right. But the, the skill needed and the precision and the ability to kind of, you know, do the classic bicycle kick to get up there. Um, I certainly hope ESPN put that on the number one play of the day because if it doesn't, yeah. you know, we have some serious problems. But, yeah, it was absolutely amazing strike and unfortunately you know Everton just never recovered after that you know and, and they did they, they kind of huffed and puffed at the beginning and they had some chances um, you know Ashley Young didn't help the cause by no. doing some goofy things no. um, so um, yeah it made it really difficult and by the uh, way you love you know, it when your most experienced player does stuff like yeah, that yeah like, what's yeah what's going he, on here yeah, he just had a bad game. And that was, you know, that happened. So that's part of it. Um, and Anana in goal for Manchester United made a couple of great saves. He did. Um, so, um, I thought Everton credit. actually played pretty well. Uh, yeah. You know, they just lost yeah. 3-0. Yeah. So let's talk about another team uh, near the bottom of the table, but not in the relegation zone anymore. A team that uh, boldly uh, you predicted – would have less than 10 points at the end right, of the season. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. Luton Town uh, has, they won a game over the weekend, and they now have nine points. And I think uh, the Luton uh, fans uh, will now accept your humble apology. Go ahead. Well, like I said, you know, they're not going to get to 10, <laughs> well, and they're missing by it. You're staying with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean,. I mean, and I don't be surprised if there's a ten point deduction going their way for some financial irregularities. Oh no, I'm not wait sure a about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, um, 
I mean, I'm looking at the next three games. They're not uh, Brentford. They're not going to beat Brentford. No. Man- Manchester City and Arsenal. See ya. That, yeah. That's going to that's going to demolish their confidence. And then from then on, it's going to be down the pipes. So okay. uh, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I mean, right. I'm, I'm shocked that they are. I, I, I must confess, I am surprised that they are doing as well. Um, you know, they scored. You know, late on. I mean, it was one-one, and then they scored again to win to win the game with about five minutes left in the game against uh, um, Crystal Palace. So that's it. So, um, but yeah, you know, two-one is quite a quite a result for them, especially at home because that was their first home win. All right. Well, I just wanted to point that out. We'll see uh, if it uh, remains. So the apology, Luton Town fans, not coming yet. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay. Let's talk about the top of the table because that's actually quite interesting this year. I I like mm-hmm. it when it's like this instead of just a runaway. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, that was a great game, uh, Liverpool against Manchester City, I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at 6.30, so I did not get up to watch it um, even though I love Liverpool uh, but that what that draw did is open the door for Arsenal who mm-hmm. had to only win their their match and they did it and so yeah there they are at the top of the table but uh, don't look now there's another team that is just two points off and that's Aston Villa who is yeah. now in the top four so um, that's all it they're all within two points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, couldn't have asked for a better competitive season. And I, I, I still think, and I know we've talked about this, Manchester City is still the cream of the crop. There's no question about that. And it's nice that they're letting everybody have a yeah, no, little they're... bit of a chance this year. <laughs> I just feel like they're, you know, they're, they're, they're just sitting there in the peloton. You know, they're just waiting right. to just make their move. Exactly. You know, they're let, letting those guys go out a little bit ahead. Eh, don't go. Uh, we'll be fine. Go uh-huh. ahead. Go a little further. <laughs> then we're just going to pull you back. So I get that sense. But uh, it certainly makes it for a lot more chatter. Gives us some more content for this show. That's for sure. And uh, I think that uh, it's great to see that Aston Villa – big win against an absolutely depleted Tottenham team. I mean, their injuries are just yeah. craziness. Um, and uh, to That's come a back prediction it, that you got correct. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, after the Chelsea, and typically what happens when Chelsea beats them, they go downhill. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the toughest thing for them is, again, though, they have been massively hurt with injuries. Right. Although that didn't, didn't hurt Newcastle United, another team that's been hurt with injuries. And uh, an emphatic win on the weekend. Too. Yeah, and they're, they're sniffing their way up the uh, the ladder. Too. Yeah, but it's close. It's good. I mean, it's kind of nice to see where everybody's at. You can see even the middle of the pack are close enough that there's still a chance to get into Europe. So, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's an exciting time for sure. And talk to you a little bit about Arsenal because I've I've been watching yeah. them the last couple of weeks and um, they you know they're trying to figure out a way to incorporate Kai Havertz into that lineup. Uh, and it's not really working. He doesn't really fit. And then Havertz <laughs> goes home to Germany and where do they play him in the uh in the German national team now? They're playing him at left back. <laughs> like what what's uh, going on with him? I don't know. That tells you everything about the German national team. Yeah, it's no the, kidding. It, it's all over the place, that's for sure. 
But credit to him, my goodness. Havertz comes on as a substitute and scores the winner. He I does, mean, yeah. That's a, it's an amazing, amazing achievement from him. And I think he needed something like that. Like you said, he's that. He needed to make a little bit of a, a, a defining impact, especially because... You remember, Arsenal signed him for sixty-five million. Yeah, this no. is not exactly a cheap guy to have on the bench here. I mean, he basically of, plays the same position as Odegaard, though, doesn't he? I mean, isn't that really the problem? Yeah, he, he's an eight, ten, nine, eleven. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he, he's like, I, I really, I don't know, and I think that was the thing that Lampard struggled with. He could figure out where he should play. I think there were so many coaches who worked with him. They just didn't know how to where his best position is, and uh, uh, maybe maybe it is left back. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, nice. but it's been a challenge for sure. So of the uh, of the other teams, uh, we already mentioned that you think City's still going to win it, and I agree too. Yeah. Do you think Arsenal has the best chance to knock him off, or would it be one of the others? I, I still like Liverpool over Arsenal. I, I just think wanted Arsenal... you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I get it, I get it. I think uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I just think Liverpool's just got a little bit more. I think, uh, um, especially from an attacking standpoint, not that Arsenal can't attack. It just seems like they've kind of fallen on some harder times from a goal standpoint, but. Liverpool can always find a way to score no matter what, even if it's pushing Trent Alexander-Arnold into the midfield or whatever it may be. By the way, did you see I the think... goal that he scored for England, Trent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's he seems like he's coming into his own plane in the midfield. I mean, it's great because he doesn't have to defend. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really the best position for him. Right. You know, if he doesn't have to defend, I think he can be very beneficial. But again, he's a luxury player, right? So right. he's that type of a player. Um, so um, you know, there's 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 lots of better defenders out there. But he scored a great goal, really nice goal against uh, Manchester City to find the corner there. That was a really nice goal. Okay, free kicks is brought to you by the Illinois Youth Soccer Association. Illinois Youth Soccer has been serving the Illinois soccer community since 1975 and has a strong history of credibility. Illinois Youth Soccer is a non-profit corporation, official state association and charter member of the U.S. Soccer Federation, official state association and charter member of U.S. Youth Soccer, and administers U.S. Soccer Federation coaching programs, the Olympic Development Program, and referee programs. For more information, go to IllinoisYouthSoccer.org. And I think we have a teaser. Well, let me play the jingle for you. Yeah. And now, the latest Chicago-area soccer news. Soccer news, soccer news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. More of a tease of the... More of a tease. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, typically in December, we have a coach's connection in person. Uh, but we're going to switch it up. We're actually going to go back to Zoom, partly because we have a special guest. So, a special guest coming on December the 6th. It's going to be at 9 a.m. Uh, information will be coming out through all our media outlets here in the next few days. So when you hear this, you're going to say, Man, I better check my email to make sure I can register because yeah. we have a special guest coming in for a webinar. Uh, all I can tell you is he coaches a national team that yes. we're very aware of. So I think uh, this is going to be a, an absolute coup for for the association thanks to 
my boss, Mary Jane, for making that connection. And uh, we're really excited to bring that to all of our members. So uh, look out for something in the very, very future. Certainly when you listen to this, you'll be able to check your emails and register for that fantastic webinar. Yeah. Well, that's exciting news. Have you seen the – there's a new movie out about a soccer coach? Yeah, that was – I think it was based on – Thomas Rongan, is that right? If I remember something I about when he coached right, yes. that, he coached a team. Um, I think it was what was uh, what like was the country Samoan team or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've yeah. just seen the commercials, but I, it's written by the guy who did Jojo Rabbit, which is one of my favorite movies of all oh, time. Of so, course, of so course, I yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. It uh, yeah, it's worth yeah. Awesome. I'll have a report for you soon on that. Uh, yeah. It's it's next goal wins is what it's called. Yes. Yeah, it's got uh, Michael Fassbender who uh, plays Thomas Rongen as the manager of the um, uh, Dutch. I can't was he? Well, he's a Dutch American coach. Actually, very good friends with my uncle. Maybe we'll try and oh, get an interview. Really? We'll work on it. Yeah, we can do, try and do that. So wow. uh, we'll see. Okay. By the way, talking of movies, yeah, went to see went to see Napoleon. How was that? <laughs> Well, if you like a lot of gore and guts, you're going to get a lot of gore and guts. It was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the history. My son, who's a history buff, he was very quick to point out all of the uh, discrepancies with yeah. <laughs> discrepancies with everything. But uh, for entertainment, definitely worthwhile. Okay. Definitely would do it. So, yeah, there you go. Not so, only is this a soccer show, it's a movie critic <laughs> show as well. So we do everything here. Absolutely. Hey, it's all entertainment when it, when exactly it comes right, right down to it. Uh, speaking of that, we have the, the most entertaining part of the show uh, right now. Time now to guess the Premier League star. Okay, now I have decided that uh, these have been too easy. Oh, really? And uh, uh, you really scarred me with uh, guessing it on the second second guess, uh, <laughs> uh, the second clue a few weeks ago. So this one's going to be a little tougher. But, uh, you know, remember to play along at home. Those of you uh, who can beat Adam uh, in this, is it's like a badge of honor because you're beating uh, the foremost expert on Premier mm-hmm. League soccer. So, yeah. A man that knows... Every player on every team. Wow, what a build-up. No pressure. (laughs) All right, here we go. I Uh, don't know the Luton players. That's all I know. (laughs) That's all right. They've stopped listening after your terrible things that you've said to them. (laughs) That's true. Um, This week's player is 28 years old. And uh, he he is definitely a Premier League star, right? So, So I'll give you that. He okay. has played for three big clubs professionally and is currently on his second Premier League club. All right, so he played over 120 games for the first two clubs that he played for, one of which was a Premier League club, the other of which was in his native land. Not England. Okay. In his native land. Yes. He's oh. he's a foreigner. Okay. All right. I he, thought I had it too. Bummer. He wears number 19 and plays okay. forward. 
There aren't a lot of 19s out there. Yeah, there's a lot of 19s, yeah. Oh, okay. I think every every team has a 19. Whatever. Uh, he <laughs> has 30 caps for his national team and has scored seven goals. Hmm. And his national team is pretty good. And has been for a while. Okay. Would he play for Brazil? No. Not that good. <laughs> so I, I guess I need to define. So yeah. pretty good is not that good. Okay. Right. Just want to make I mean, sure I'm clear Brazil. on that. I mean, come on. No, this is a, I'll tell you this. It's a European team. Okay. The European okay. national team. His former team is in the top 10 of the Premier League table right now. His current team is higher than that. <laughs> would they be in the top four? They would be. They're in the top four. Would they be number one? They would be. Okay. Would this player uh, be from Belgium? He would be. Formerly played with Brighton Hove Albion. Would that be fair to say? That would be fair to say. He's pre- is, he is um, prematurely gray. <laughs> <laughs> and he is from, uh, I wish I could pronounce, I'm going to try my best, Mass Mecklen in Belgium. Could and be. He's play, played, um, played for Westerloo, not Waterloo, which was part of the movie that I just watched. But... Did they get that part right? Was Waterloo still Napoleon's? uh... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Uh, It is Leandro Trossard. It is Trossard. Yeah. He counts as a star, doesn't he? Oh, definitely. I would definitely put him as a star. He's one of those lower-level stars. He normally comes off the bench, but he actually started the other day, so I was a bit surprised. Yeah. Uh, How'd you like to have that little weapon coming off the bench? Great, great little player. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you play for your, your national team. And I think he's a starter for the Belgian national team. So He is. And that yeah. team is, uh, that window's closing on that team, wouldn't you say, on the Belgian team? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, the injuries are starting to, not obviously De Bruyne has been out most of the season. Um, Lukaku, although he's scoring a few goals lately, they're, they're, they're just getting older. Like right. you said, yeah, you're right. They're getting past it. So Griezmann, you know. Right, isn't he mm-hmm. one of the? No, Griezmann. Players? No, Griezmann is not. He's French. No, who's th- who am I thinking of? The other Telemans. Is it Telemans no. you're talking about? It'll come to me. It'll come. That's to all me. right. Yeah, no, no Griezmann is French. Yeah. It's another guy that plays exactly like that and wears number ten. <laughs> <laughs> Little guy. It'll it'll come to me. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I got you. I'm with you. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's the guy who used to play for Chelsea. He used to play for Chelsea from Belgium? Yeah. Where's he playing now? I don't know. <laughs> right. it'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Where's Hazard? Eden, Eden Hazard. Yes. Yeah. Is that, that's, yes. Yeah, that was ages ago. He doesn't even, yeah. He's retired. Yeah. Done. So, so Done what? and dusted. So what? That's what I'm saying. Their, their window is closing. That's yeah. That oh yeah. Closing. No. When you were saying, yeah, when you, I mean, he's 
done and dusted. I mean, it's a shame he should have come back to Chelsea. I mean, it was just as soon as he left to go to Real Madrid, it all went downhill for him, unfortunately. His but, little brother's still playing, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Thorgan. Thorgan Hazard. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to name my fourth son if we had another one. <laughs> all right. Well, it's. Sure. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I can't believe I couldn't think of Hazard's name. Sorry, he's like one of the biggest stars in the world. He was one of my favorite players. I feel I bad I couldn't help you out. Yeah. Sorry about that. All right, it's time for this important part of the show. Now, time for Adam's weekend soccer TV tip. I always got Griezmann and Hazard mixed up because they kind of looked similar. They kind of had a similar style of play. Nothing like each other at yes. all. I don't know what you're talking yes, about. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so um, uh, we're back uh, after yeah. that international break that killed us. Uh, we oh, we gosh. are back to having matches uh, on television. What what can yeah. we watch this weekend? I tell you what, the international break. I'm literally walking around the house yeah. like a lost puppy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to do. I'm, yeah. I'm look. I'm like. I'm. I didn't know what to do. I'm. I almost said, "Do you have any chores for me to do, honey?" <laughs> but I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I cut the grass. Okay. Wow. Now, now, now I don't need to. There's snow on it, so it's great. Um, but no, two great games. I think so it's a good. It's a good schedule. You got kind of a half and half. I, I like it when they do half the games on Saturday, half on Sunday. So you've got lots of games to watch. But I think you can. There's two games Saturday. I think there's going to be a good one. Newcastle, who will be fresh off, and Man United, both of them will be fresh off their European adventures. Uh, this would be today Newcastle we were taping this on Tuesday they play PSG which is good so I don't know if my daughter's going to go to the game that would be pretty cool but Newcastle Man United that's on Saturday but the big one has to be Sunday December the 3rd on Peacock Manchester City at home at the Etihad against the Tottenham Hotspurs let's see how that Pans out ten thirty a.m. kickoff, so that's great for your time. Yeah. The Newcastle games are two o'clock, so none of these early games that will start at eight or nine. Perfect, great cool. stuff. Love it. All right, uh, free kicks is brought to you by Green White Soccer Club, which is a club that I'm currently the president of, and we have our big uh, Christmas party this weekend for the Ooh. senior board. Looking forward to that. Uh, GreenWhiteSoccer.org is where you can find out more about our club. Uh, this show has been produced, executive produced, by Tony Lasano. Thanks to uh, Tony at OpieShows.com for putting this together for us every week. Thanks also to Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Free Kicks.